0: Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for, the Detroit Lions podcast post-game show. Hey,
1: howdy ho, Lions fans, welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 509. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am the dashingest of dashing hosts, Chris, and with me is the equally dashingest of dashingest hosts, Andy Sandman. How you doing, brother?
0: Great to have you on. I'm okay. I'm okay. It was a hard one today. We'll get over it. We'll get through it. Maybe
1: it, it was definitely hard. Um, it was. Uh, it, it, I was making rum runners right after, I, immediately after the fourth down misconversion on our own. What was it, thirty in uh, the fourth quarter? There, I just I said time to make some drinks. So feel, I'm flushed with the warmth of some some liquor. I feel a little better. It was. It was. I watch. I, I try to watch these games sober. So that I and then I'll start drinking as we do the post game because I want to be today. I couldn't make it. (laughs) (laughs) no one blames you for that. (laughs) Sorry. All right. We got a lot to talk about. We'll talk about the game today. What went right? What went wrong? And there's a little bit of both. Maybe one side is tilted, but there's a little bit of both. We're going to cover Coach Campbell's post game presser. Usually there's a Jared Goff one as well. We'll see who else they put on. They had uh, Mr. Laporta last week. So we'll uh, we'll cover those as well. We'll do a roundtable. If you get cut off by a presser, sorry. We like you very, very much, but the players are cool, too. And uh, we'll take your calls, and we'll do a therapy session. We'll all get through it. This is therapy for you as much as it is for us. Got a whole lot to talk about. Sam, are you ready to go, my friend?
2: Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. (sighs)
1: So... Detroit Lions played a football game, <laughs> if you will, today in uh, Chicago. And Did they? They, they were there. Um, it was so I, I said it early and I still believe this. I don't know who to blame because everyone's to blame. Yeah, no, there was there were some bright points along the way and their executions where things but schematically, executionally. I'll make that word up. I don't care. Um, it, it, it. They couldn't, they just, they just didn't all day. It was fail, 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 fail. fail. And, and you can point like, ah, golf dropped the ball at the, on the snap. Hmm. Yeah. Was it Glasgow? Was it him? Was it, was it, they just didn't execute. I mean, so many points, Jerry, he got burnt. Yeah. Cam got burnt. There just happened to be a, a penalty in that play too. They, but they, no one on the field, was able to execute Amonrod today. Where? What in the heck? Like, hands of stone. Yeah. Never, never seen, yeah. never seen anything. I have seen things like this before. Who am I kidding? But this year, this was, this seemed to stand out as exceptionally bad. The only kind of, and, and I'll, I'll pause here. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the the, the monologuing that Riz is so known for, but um The only thing, that, 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 though, that I will take away from this, and this is something that I think is a little bit undersold by Lions fans, the NFC North is a pretty damn good division.
0: Yep. It It has been for a long time. Yep. You look at the NFC South,
1: and you're like, they all all suck, and they have for a long time. But the NFC North, as bad as the Bears are when they play, they play in the division really strong. Same with the Vikings, same with the Packers.
0: It's hard, man. It's hard. Yeah, like you, you, you talked about it. It's uh, you know, it's like a top-down system failure in games like this. And to be completely honest, uh, it's kind of been like this for the last four, five weeks. Yeah. Where we've eked out some, you know, like good teams win ball, which is what we did against the Saints. But you know, the first Bears game, this Bears game, the Packers game. They just didn't look prepared. It, like the game plans that they came up, came out of the tunnel with, were not good enough to win them the game. Yep. And, you know, we saw that today with Ben Johnson, where the Bears' pass defense, you know, obviously they got three interceptions last time we played them, but you have to throw on this group. You know, the running game was working for us, but when they did throw the ball, they were all short passes, they were, you know, screens, they were, you know they were weird you know like i don't know how many outs to sam laporta got thrown today that just were you know not going to work um that's not what this lions offense is it's not what it has been it's uh you know it's a little concerning <laughs> <laughs> to be honest but uh i'm sure we'll get into it a little bit later but i'm not sure that uh you know that we're not regressing back to where maybe the lions should have been yeah
1: um just if anything happens with Lighting or whatever. I mean, it's all in battery backup, but I'm hearing it's like a hurricane outside. <laughs> the, the 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 rain is pounding the window. So, so from since the end of the game to now, it's it's the storm has poured in here. So, well, um, fingers crossed things go well. We'll get the, we'll get Campbell on. Um, I want to say and we'll just start off because we want to get it out of the way. And I know everyone's kind of thinking about it. This isn't why we lost. This is why there's there was some extra points on the board. But that non-intentional grounding and 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 then the play after how how like okay hold on we want to make an announcement while the play clock is running and then okay now go like everything was out of sync they they should have completely stopped everything made the announcement and then said okay run right and go but no no they, they, they they that whole swing was a disaster i don't know what what was up with this crew i i i I did some look on the on the penalties holding year over year and, and there's more more digging to do because there's something funny about this. But um that intentional grounding, the fact that, that they make the announcement that, oh well, he was in the motion. Dude, how many times is the emotion affected when intentional grounding has been called? I mean, that's that's like part of it. Every that's single it, time. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? No, it's I never like to blame refs for why the Lions lose games. And that's not why they lost, for sure. For but sure. But man, there was a couple of doozies today. I, you know, I I had a post on Twitter about a very blatant hold uh, on Bugs, mm-hmm. where he, he literally got three sixty spun. Yep. Uh, on another big conversion for the yep. Bears. Yep. And like that happens, whatever you know. But that was a pretty bad one. That was pretty. You know, you generally don't see those real blatant ones not get called. And then the non-intentional grounding is literally insane. The NFL has been calling intentional groundings stricter than ever this year. Mm -hmm. You've seen intentional groundings where guys ran wrong routes and the quarterback put it into the wrong spot and they called it, Yep. Yep. which to me, rightfully so that's should be intentional grounding. Even if the guy runs the wrong route, he wasn't there. That's the rule. Right. Right. But this was literally insane. The whole time I'm thinking, I'm just looking at my screen, waiting for the flag light to pop up. And then it doesn't. And uh yeah, then the Bears score on the next play. And that's, you know, that's peak NFL. That is so peak. It's peak NFL. Peak lions is what
1: yeah. that is. Yeah. And, and and the fact that there was like they interrupted the flow of the count, like because I, I saw them line up the lines. I'm like, OK, they're, they're in better shape than I am because they're ready to play. I'd be fucking screaming like I'd be going ap- apoplectic there. And then I'm like, OK, and then the, the ref stopped it. And, and it was like, oh, no, they've recovered. Hold on. Let me add a little chaos. This is I, I couldn't tell today if I no. So I've gotten to the point with the lions where i'm i don't get angry anymore right i get depressed and beat down and it's like oh man not again today i was angry and it was it started early i don't know what the hell it is i don't know if i started playing call I i did i started playing call of duty again i don't know which one makes me angrier call of duty or this one and it's the same thing though call of duty and gaming in in general they like to add chaos because where there's chaos there's an inability to perceive whether it was random, like a dice roll or you just got outplayed or what, the more they can obfuscate, the more they can manipulate. Right. And I, I really, and, 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 oh God, the gaming awards and the whole engagement bullshit from fucking Activision. That's crazy. I mean, I don't even want to go into that cause it's not lions, but this, this whole thing about the refs, <laughs> like creating chaos, Creating chaos so that they can, you know, obfuscate so you can manipulate. I, I really, I, I, I hate to say this again. This is not why the Detroit Lions lost today, but you can, you can absolutely change a game just by creating chaos. And I, I, I think the like the 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 fourth down play from from Campbell. He's a guy. It's a weakness. Let's exploit the weakness he's susceptible to chaos he bit and went on it on that fourth down that's a that's a thing he likes to do i think anybody who was watching said oh oh dan don't know oh no at that point point. and he still did it if he if he if he if he if, if we'd have gotten a first down there people would have been oh my god he's he's a hero right but that i don't even know if i would have in the end, I mean, I, 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 I probably would have said, holy shit, you're the man, Dan, because you knew it and you believed it and you went for it. But that's like the guy that bet. Red 35 and one, <laughs> like, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I talked about this a little bit earlier today, but it feels like he gets flustered when the game starts to slip away and he will make game breaking calls. You know, that, that decision to go for it on fourth down with 14 minutes left
1: mm, mm.
0: is is an interesting one at best. I think, you know, you don't get it, which they didn't, and you are giving up three, possibly seven. Mm-hmm. At a minimum, you're giving up three. Um, you know, and there's still so much time left. You know, it's uh, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Those two plays that we just talked about, him going for it on fourth, And also the bears scoring directly after that intentional grounding. Um, you know, that's a 10 point swing. Now this is a five point game and the rest of it looks very different. That's the way that all NFL games go. They're all like this for the most part. There's a reason why, you know, you could have the world beater team against the crap team and somehow it's still a seven point game at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but Man, it's, it's it's hard watching him get flustered like that. I feel like the challenge call was also a flustered thing. I don't think there was enough time for anybody to call down and say, throw the flag. Yeah, I think yep. he just saw Cole Komet run back to the line, say, we need to snap this. Yep. And then exactly. he threw the flag, yep. which, you know, like you can fault him or you can't. But at the end of the day, you know, he's like, the, he's that been timeout the other way could have been important. He's yep. been
1: burnt the other way. And and, and on that, I, I don't really get too frustrated by that because that's a coin flip at that point. He doesn't have the call from upstairs. They haven't seen it. They don't know. Right. Yep. The bears are pushing you. Go ahead. Make the call. Right. And now you have to make you you have to make a call and it's on you. If you don't make the call and it, you're 50 50, you just never know. And he did. Wasn't like. You know, we've, we've ended so many games with timeouts, it didn't matter, right? Oh, we got, the, we got Dan at the, at the podium. Let's uh, let's get over here.
3: They played an undisciplined game over there, and, uh, you know, we knew that was a good team. That's a talented team. They're playing good football, and we knew we had to play well, and we did not play well enough. So, um, you wow. know, that, that's credit to them. You know, and that's a tough pill to swallow, but it is what it is. I thought we played hard. I thought we did some really good things at times, it, but honestly, it was the discipline. I mean, um, the penalties cost us today, um, and that's really the story of the game. That's the story of the game. Questions? We keep
2: talking about this, play your best football in December. Um, we are winning games. They're, they're tough. They're close. Yeah. You're
3: getting, you are
2: know, getting out-executed in a lot of areas. What is your level of concern? And look,
3: had we won that game, I would have told you, man, we played good ball. But since we lost that game by two scores, obviously, it's not good, you know? So the discipline—that's that's that's the biggest thing, man. Early in that game, uh, you know, Fields running around, he got us, he got us again a couple of times, and uh, and then we settled in on defense, and I thought we played pretty good. Second half, we got put in some tough spots, um, but all in all, you know, we just couldn't score enough points either. Offensively,
2: 61 yards in the second half. I know you got to watch the film, but just what
3: were you guys unable to do offensively? Penalties killed us. Penalty and a turnover. You know, I mean, we get there and, and, uh, and we have a penalty that sets us back first and 15. And look, you get in this type of game with that type of win, and you don't want to be living in these passing downs, these second longs, third and longs. And we—that's kind of where we end up having to function because we weren't—we weren't good enough on some of our uh, first down efficiency. You know, that's where we've been good, and so that—that's tough, man. It's—it's that's asking a lot. And look, I thought we protected well today. I did. I thought we protected. It's just. It's the nature of that type of weather, you know. If you're trying to, uh, you got a passing game like ours, you're trying to play with timing and rhythm, it's not the easiest thing to do, um, you know. But honestly, it was, I, I just go back to that. We can go through all these numbers you want. It was the discipline part of it. You know, turn a ball over down there in the red zone off a snap. I mean, the um, minute we, we make some hay, hey, you know, then we, we have a huge penalty that costs us, and, and it's too hard to overcome in this environment. Do you think that sloppiness has is, is showed up of late? Because it wasn't an issue early on. Some of the penalties or turnovers. I Guess it was our day. You know, we had double the penalties they had. So. And specifically, the uh, your thoughts on the
4: one that wasn't called? I guess the intentional grounding.
3: I'm not. I don't want to answer that. I don't. I don't. I, I have no answer to that. Yeah.
4: But That's good Boston, answer. What, what can you do, or is it players, is it coach staff, to help with that discipline aspect? What areas can you help them?
3: Yeah, I, you know what, I I I need to push it a little bit more. I'm just going to need to be a little more irritable, which I can do that.
1: Dan, what's the frustration level when I think it was like 12-28 left in the fourth quarter, fourth and one, you guys had a heavy package out there
3: on mm-hmm. um, fourth and one, couldn't even get that yard. I know that you prided yourself on
1: toughness being kind of the calling card of this team. How mm-hmm. disappointing is it when you guys can't get that one yard anymore,
2: like,
3: or early on in the season yeah look well of course it's frustrating you know you're i mean with where we were at, but uh that was uh, and look, we knew that we were going to give us something every once in a while that coming off a of bye week and that was that was an unscouted look you know they they gave us a curve ball and uh we didn't handle it well and and they got us you know um so yeah it, it's it um it does hurt when you don't you're not able to convert on that short yardage um, play, you know. To up. I'm sorry if you were going. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying. I didn't mean to. I, look, I'm not upset with you. I'm just frustrated about some of that stuff. And but it's ultimately we didn't do enough today.
4: Uh, you know, not. I know you don't want to comment on the grounding itself, but that sequence, right? You had him in third and eleven, whatever mm. I played, and then the fourth down, Hutchinson jumps offside. They hit you on the one. Yeah. Was that. I mean, it looked like maybe they were trying to get an offsides
3: penalty. What's the coaching point there? What do you? What do you coaching know? point is discipline. Same thing. It's it's discipline. I, I mean, across the board, um, and that's why I bring that up. And it it we we've been a disciplined team, and we just weren't enough today. And and they were. And and ultimately, we 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 played their game. You know, we we never really got to play our game. Into the second quarter, we did a little bit. And and so when you keep them, uh, they're allowed to do what they want to do um as a team then you know that that serves them well you know that's how they need to be able to play and and they're very good at it and we never took them out of it
0: when you mentioned discipline beyond the penalties other areas such as maintaining rush integrity rushing the quarterback secondary
3: play is it mm-hmm. all over or are you mm-hmm. on, on penalties? It's all over yeah penalties are certainly a huge part of that but it's all over we she saw some uh, personnel
2: changes, some expected, some unexpected today defensively. You mentioned Jermon was going to get some more. Mm-hmm. Play. We also saw rotation at the cornerback position. Yeah. We saw Melifano in there. Um, you know, I guess early impressions on how that worked and how much maybe more changes are are coming to to
3: get this thing back on track. Mm. Yeah, I, look, I need to see the tape. I, I felt like there was some good by all those guys that played. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I won't know. I won't know enough until I watch everything, uh, for myself. But look, our guys know we're always looking, man. We're guys are always competing here, you know? And, uh, it's the same thing though. I'm not, man, I'm not in panic mode. I'm not losing confidence. I'm not, man, we're good. We got four to go here. And, uh, all we got to do is get our discipline back, um, and continue to fight like we fight. And look, it wasn't our day today, man. We didn't handle it. And, um, you know, when you when you do that to yourself against a good team, that's that's what happens and this is a good team. So um, we'll clean it up and and move on. That's 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 what competitors do. That's what good teams do. And despite the <clears throat> the discipline focus issues, you still start the third quarter up 3 Mm-hmm. You can't really get going. I don't remember that there was a penalty on that first three and out. Is there something about these third quarters? where there's kind of an issue, especially offensively? Yeah, we just, you know, we haven't been able to get going. You know, and we've, we've changed. We've done a lot of different things. We've changed uh, what what we're running, how we're going to run it, what we're doing, uh, who we're trying to get the ball to. Um, you know, and it and, uh, we just, we fizzled out there. But we've always been able to um, get it going by late third or early fourth. You know, we, we, we've traditionally been a pretty good first quarter, fourth quarter team, and, uh, you know, and, I would much rather be a good fourth quarter team than a third quarter team, but that didn't even show up today. So, um, so yeah, I mean, look, we we certainly got to be better. That would have helped us today. You know, you're up three, third quarter. You got the ball. You got a chance to really put a lot of pressure on them. We, you know, we thought we were going to be able to do that, and uh, and we didn't do it. You know, we we couldn't do it.
0: You said not panic, of course, but do you see some troubling trends of the last few games? You guys haven't been as sharp as you were the first half of
3: the, half of the season? Uh, I don't feel like there's things going on that are abnormal. You know, like, man, we're. This pretty normal. That's we funny. are in week, what is this? 13. 14. 14. We're in week 14. So at this point, everybody's, man, everything's out of the bag. For the most part, you kind of got a pretty good idea of what you like to do, what you want to do. You've gone through really three cycles now of self-scout you know, or scouting an opponent you know here's their here's what they look like the first four weeks next four weeks and now here we are in the and by then you've got a pretty good idea and that's we all play that you know we do that against our opponents like they do it against us and so there's not going to be anything easy about like it, i you know i never assume we're going to go into these games and it's like well yeah we're going to win and we're going to win by 30 like that's not the league um the point is we got to win these games you just win baby just win and uh, we didn't do enough to win today and and the idea was to have one more point than this opponent today, and, and we couldn't do that. So, um, look, I, I, I know that everybody's trying to grasp straws like, what are we? What is this? I I'm not. I know exactly what we are. We're we're a team that'll fight, and uh, we got to do things right. We, because any little mistake, man, it throws us off. Now that's that's just the type of team we are. And um, but we got plenty here. We got yes, plenty, sir. and we do. We do things right. Um, we're pretty damn good, so we'll get it cleaned up, man. We'll move on.
4: Do so you think you're the same
2: team as you were early in the season? Just yeah, he gets it, Andy. He, yeah, he understands. I what, do. Do you, Justin, what is the the balance between not panicking and, and needing
3: to tap into that angrier version or more irritable version of your yourself? No, I look. I don't. Look, like I'm I'm not going to change who I am. I I just sometimes I I need to apply pressure in different areas, and that's fine. I can do that, you know. But hey, this is a league, man. We're still in December. Um, that's what this is all about. And um, you know, it's like I said, we we got a we got a pretty we got a pretty resilient team here, and and uh, we'll bounce back, man. It was a loss, and it stings. Nobody feels worse about it than than those guys do, and the coaches. I mean, we all feel and This is hard. It's a hard pill to swallow, but that only the guys we got, it only motivates you to want to move on and get a win. That's what it does. So, all right. Just
4: more on the field's touchdown. There you
3: go. All right.
0: He's self-aware, man. He knows. So, so whether he can do anything about it or not. It is. It's,
1: that's, so he didn't stand there and say, sit up straight. He didn't stand there and say, I called the best play ever and got us up 21 against the Saints last week. He didn't do any of that dumb shit. Like he recognizes and, and, and people ask a question and then he'll say like, he's like, we get hurt when we make mistakes. We have a hard time recovering. Like he knows yep. the personality of the team and he admits it. He says things that we kind of know and he validates them. Right. Like he knows like he, he speaks the truth a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was, that was just, that was an incredible insight that Dan gave us because we knew that this, you know, this team is a finesse team uh, on offense. And, you know, when they're in rhythm, man, they are good when they're out of rhythm. (laughs) Not so good. Not so good. And that could explain part of the third quarter stuff. Is that you know they cool down a little bit and you know they should probably just stay out there and do a you know small scrimmage or something during halftime every week just to stay warm. I don't you know I don't know it's it's uh it's nice that he sees it and you know whatever but other teams see it too. But what are you going to do
1: about it? What are you going to do about it? it.
0: Because
1: look, other teams see oh they they make mistakes they they have a hard time recovering. That's been a lion straight for a long time. Right. And and that and not seizing upon opportunity. Oh, wow, Philadelphia lost. Ah, so did we. Right? Every every time those sorts of things happen. But by the same token, that happens to every team that doesn't win the Super Bowl. Yep. Right? The, the, the New England Patriots yep. won every game all season long. Ah, but they didn't win the last one. Right. to a nine and seven Giants team. Um so, so fine. I, I I like that he sees though that the team, and and that was it. That that whole sequence of that uh, that that grounding play because he was out of it. He was angry. He was apoplectic doing his thing. He needed a G to do his thing and control the defense the weird sequence on we're going to make an announcement in the middle and then we're going to keep the play clock and then we're going to still go and not reset. That was all really weird. Everybody was just out of sorts, right? When you're the offense and you're kind of things are in your, your favor, everything is now tilted in your favor in a situation like that. Everything is tilted in your favor. And, uh, that's just, that's bad news for a team like the lions. And, um, they got, they have this year, Earlier in the season, they've been able to recover in bad situations, bad, uh, bad uh, uh, officiating, whatever. They've come back. We know that's the one thing we know is if you're a Lions team and and really any NFL team, if you're going to really do it and make real noise and run the table or go deep in the playoffs, you have to overcome bad officiating. Because if there's one thread that is absolutely true in the NFL, officials suck. It's it's just the officiating is shit, garbage. Chaos. It's just a a roll of the dice. It's and and that's why, like the whole like for a long time, it got me so mad. And it's like now, you no, you can't blame the officials. They suck. They're a dice roll every time. You have to be able to beat them, and you have to be able to recover from your mistakes. And those two things are going to happen in every single game: shitty calls, and you're going to make crappy mistakes. And you have to be able to recover because if you can't, you're not going to go anywhere. Doesn't matter.
4: Yep.
0: Yep i mean it's uh, it's just frustrating to watch this team that has looked so good at times all of a sudden look so inept across the board, yeah, across the board, you know and and you know he said and Dan Campbell always says this after a loss. he says we thought our game plan coming in was good, but it wasn't <laughs> so <laughs> like maybe the people that think it's good we need to start thinking about those people a little yeah. bit yeah. You know, I know, I like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against, uh, you know, I was getting tweets today about firing Ben Johnson. I'm not even remotely close to that, but at some point, yeah. I mean, Dan talked about the three self scoutings that should have been done by this point in the season. And, um, yeah, I mean, you're getting worse. It's, uh,
1: can we, this is a good one from Antarctica. Somehow we need Hutch to draw a holding call. <laughs> Seriously, somebody, how many, how many holding calls have been called against Hutch this year? I don't think there's been a single one.
0: Yeah, well, the way he rushes doesn't help anything. I think that someone needs to get in Hutch's ear this offseason and get him, you know, coached up the way that the Packers offensive linemen used to get coached up about how to properly hold. You know, he needs to learn how to properly get a holding call. Yeah. You know, because he'll. You know, he's not the fastest guy, so he's not beating guys immediately where they're grabbing him. And, you know, he's not a Brian Burns. He's not a Von Miller. Um, But, yeah, when he spins and they grab him inside and, you know, he's, he's
1: yeah. they they hug him so he can't even turn around and face the quarterback. His sleeves yep. ripped because every game, every fucking down as he's when he was playing on the left side of the line, the uh, the guard or the the tackle would get his arms up under. Hutch's arms and grab every time it was under his shoulders and under the back of his arm and grab and the, the the back of his sleeve is ripped. You watch it over and over and eventually the shirt ripped. It was like halfway through or almost the end of the first quarter that they finally the shirt ripped from the constant mm-hmm. up under grab. It's like holy crap! Man. Like like somebody somewhere has to see this, right? No, no, okay, yeah, Fine. no. Apparently not. Apparently not. Oh man, okay. Uh, so. Let's see. We've got that going on. We'll keep looking for uh, another player. let's uh let's open up the calls. I guess we're past open announcements. Uh, let's open up the calls. Join us live. 248-782-8384. three eight four two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. We'll take your calls. You may be interrupted by one more uh, post game press conference. Just it's okay. Get your words in, and then when they start talking, you got to stop. We'll we'll, we'll we'll get you stopped don't worry but uh give us a call 248-782-8384 we'll take your calls and we'll have you live on the show talking about what in the holy hell happened to the Detroit Lions today in Chicago are you ready for the move to Arlington Heights
0: <laughs> I think it'll be a little bit nicer up there yeah. that's for sure yeah that's yeah. for sure never been a big fan of where soldier fields at but uh maybe the Lions will get better officiating and Less penalties up in Arlington Heights. You Maybe so. Shoulder Field. Yeah. Shoulder Field. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, caller. What's your name? What do you got for us today at Shoulder Field?
5: Hello. Hello. Hi.
6: I'm on. You are. Oh, you are. Hey, this. What's up? this, this is bezer I've definitely had enough to drink.
1: Good for you.
6: Um I appreciate you. Uh, so I just I I really just want to say we shouldn't be panicking. We're still on top of the division. We played really shitty football today. we played really shitty football recently, but we're on top of the division. We we're we're close. We're there. We they just gotta clean up. They just gotta stop making these mistakes. Like, you know, we go up against this this rushing quarterback. And, you know, so many times we get back there, they get hands on them and they, he gets, he gets out. You
1: know, there's something to be said for that. Not only are we at the top of the division, we would absolutely own the AFC or the NFC South. So we're not even on top of the yeah, worst exactly. division, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're number three. That's fine. Which is the third best team in the NFC for now. Yep. Just got to get some wins to keep that, right? I mean, uh, it stinks going two and two. Two and two is the best in our division right now, though. Just just so everyone knows, no team has three wins in the division. We definitely would have been in a, at, at the next tier had we done that. This was a crucial game in that respect. The Lions really would have set themselves up well to have beaten the Bears and gone up three and one in the division instead of two and two. Um, everything could have smoothed out for the rest of the year because the worst they would have been is three and three at that point. And uh, you know the Packers are creeping now. A lot of people are talking about love. As if, <laughs> calm down, folks. Calm down. Just, just you know, <laughs> Justin Fields as They yeah. say, <laughs> <laughs> Justin Fields just had a couple good games too. He's not a superstar. He's he doesn't have the the, the the characters around him to be one. So,
6: but Beezer, you're right. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and, and think about it. If, if we get into into the playoffs. Who are we going to meet in that first game that we actually have to be afraid of?
0: My, yeah, yeah. My my biggest concern is that it's going to be a divisional opponent because those games are yeah, that, always that tough. would suck. Yeah, that that's those games are always tough. And you know, as Lions fans, we've been the spoilers tons of times where all of a sudden we beat the Vikings and we had zero wins before that, zero or fourteen. <laughs> Whatever it was, you know, and um, yeah, those games are always just tougher. But outside of that, you know, and the last I think season that this team is. Yeah, the I think Packers, this team is still winning. Yeah, sorry. It's the, it's, it's a winning team. The
1: regardless. Packers, the, the Packers, the end of last season is, is the best example of us being the spoilers, I think, because we were we were on that last high. They all they had to do was beat the lowly lions at home at Lambeau to go to the playoffs. It was all good. Easy, easy peasy for them. And uh, we ruined their lives. And then it was that point that our lives were ruined. <laughs> also.
6: Oh, God. Cool. But yeah, anyways, that, that, that's that's my bit. Uh, God bless. Thank you guys for all the work you do is St. Jude. Go Lions. Fuck the pack. Fuck everyone else.
1: God damn right. Thank <laughs> you, brother. This is what I see. This is Thanks what I call. This is why I love not being on the radio because we can say fuck. Hey, caller, what's your name? How are you feeling today? Caller? Hello? Caller? Hello? Talk to me, baby. Hi. Hey, how you
5: doing? <laughs> I'm getting kind of a, a feedback here. Oh, sorry. Or like a delay, but... All right, I'm going to try to get through this. Uh... But uh, I'm higher than Fox's uh, punt right now, um, so take this everything what I'm saying with a grain of salt. But um, I'm curious, and I think I, Ash is listening in, so he'll call me out if I'm being. And I appreciate the directness of. I feel like the defense did everything they needed to for us to win today, and it was kind of really in the offense's hand. This might be an obvious statement, but it just it's seeing how the defense has been lately. Um to actually see some work. Obviously there was no turnovers, which I think attributed, but I, honestly I, I think the defense did enough for where the offense could have won the game today. And then just the other thing I wanted to just point out of how nice it was for a commentator to talk about how beautiful this pass was by a quarterback. quarterback. I'm just so used to hearing Aaron Rodgers ball Joe Buck's, you know, chin as you talking about how this pass was. <laughs> so it's just it's nice to nice to hear that on our side. But uh if you're still in I'm still a little high, man, but I appreciate it. Barely can hear you guys. But um go lions and love to hear guys' uh, thoughts and I'll jump off.
1: All right. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you mm-hmm. very much.
0: Um That's interesting. I think
1: because
5: yeah, I think the defense did do enough.
0: You you take away that crazy thing and you take away the Dan Campbell fourth down that gave them three free points. That's eighteen points. Yeah. That's that's winning defensive football.
1: This is the thing where like narratives take hold and people just seize onto it. And this is like the lazy, easy thing to do, right? Aaron Glenn, fire him, fire Aaron Glenn. That's been the narrative for two weeks now, three weeks now, right? Aaron Glenn and the defense did fine today. They, 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 they did fine, especially with the pressure they were put under by the, by the offense. Um, <laughs> I, 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 Today was a day that was bad by everybody. It's easy to and people want to point at golf, or they want to point at, at, at Jerry, or they want to point at you know Hutch can't get a holding penalty, or they want to point at the O line, or they want to point whatever. This was a team failure today. This was like top to bottom coaching. The scheme was shit. We can, the first the first quarter. We got our shit pushed in. There's no other way to put it. This team got blown out on both sides of the ball. Third quarter, same thing. Let's get Goff on here really quick. Just jammed up.
2: Ugh. Jared, what can you, I
4: guess, point It's your to
1: fault, Jared. In the second half. Says uh, Justin Rogers. To,
4: to put some points up those final two quarters. Yeah, uh, they did a great job on defense. Um, a lot better job than we did on offense. Uh, simply execution and... Um, Beating ourselves quite a bit there throughout the game, and um, yeah, you got to tip your cap to them in some ways. They did a really good job on defense, and um, we didn't hold up our end at all. Was there anything they were they're
2: doing coming out of the bye that that caught you guys by surprise? A couple
4: things, but nothing that you know should have derailed us as much as it may have. And um, yeah, it's a good defense. It's well coached, and uh, but we have a good offense, and and we're well coached, and and we we need to play a whole lot better than that. What happened on the uh, the snap? snap? yeah just a just a poor exchange it's
2: on me the um the, the pass catchers I mean just a lot of weird numbers particularly Sam and, and Amundra who've been so reliable for you five catches on think, 14 targets 40 yards um were, were they doing anything in particular to take those guys away from you or was the separation not
4: there what, what was going on with those those relationships today uh yeah again I think they did a good job on defense and and, and we didn't quite connect like we, we'd like to on some of those and um I haven't, I, you know, I'll haven't. have to go back and look, but yeah, I thought, you know, we had some guys where, you know, we'd, we'd like to be able to make some plays. I'd like to be able to make some better throws on some of these, and um, unfortunately, we just didn't connect. It just, it, it, it happens, and it's it sucks, and we need to be better. The
2: frustrating part, the, the penalties, yourself, the first and 15, yeah. third and eight, I mean, those are things that you guys can't control outside of what they were doing. Was that
4: the frustrating part of the second half? Extremely frustrating, yeah. I, I don't know how many penalties we had, but... Um, very uncharacteristic of us, yeah. I, I, you know, we've been, I think, towards the top of the league and, and pre snap stuff and, um, you know, and penalties in general. Um, and I think, you know, today was not indicative of who we are or who we plan to be. And, um, yes, yeah, discipline stuff, unfortunately, and um, learn from it and, and get better. Earlier this week, you talked about playing with a level of urgency when we talked to Dan came today. said you guys like discipline. I guess these last three, four games coming on the season, I, I, what's the level you got? Confidence that you guys can clean it up and get it right and just that discipline aspect as well from your perspective. Yeah, a ton of confidence that we're going to clean it up. Um, a little adversity isn't the worst thing in the world at this point in the year and um, this is sure it, you know. I, I don't think by any means, like, I'm not sitting here saying, like, that's a bad team because their record, that's a good team and they they, they played really well and they beat us And but, you know, it's a little reality check going, on. okay, like, look in the mirror, fix it and um, we got some time here to, you know, in the next four games so it starts with Denver but to get it fixed and to get you know geared up for our ultimate goals and um yeah it's it, it's a good gut punch that uh typically does our guys well good. Good. Thanks, you Thank
2: you, Jared.
1: all right there you go Jared Goff very quiet very short Andy you gonna take a minute that's okay <laughs> uh I don't know that I have your audio
0: no, I've muted myself so that no one could hear me swearing at my computer <laughs> as I sneezed and uh, everything took a dump. It wasn't my, my, my computer. My fear.
1: Uh, Every time I sneeze, that's, uh, that's my fear. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> well, I lose control. <laughs> my computer went the way of the lions today. That's, that's the way it was.
1: All right. Let's get a caller in here to save the day. Hey, Caller, how are you doing? I'm sure you're sober, right?
5: Of course. I'm sober, Chris. Um, right, hey, so. this is Jeff in Grand Rapids. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Uh, uh, first thing I want to say, well, two things I want to say before I start is um, sorry that Tina and I missed the training camp party. I just, with our current <sighs> acquisition at work, I've spent way too much time at work.
1: No, I, I feel you, brother. It's okay. It's yeah. unfortunate, but
5: work does that to us. And, um, I, and my second thing. Go ahead. Oh, my second thing is, Andy, you're still a tasty bitch. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I but think. A- anyway, anyway. Um, okay, so I sent uh, a super chat earlier, and, you know, okay, the last nine games have not been some. Um, but I think that a lot of Lions fans are getting worked up that, yeah, We've had failures on both sides of the ball and things aren't great, but we are still at this point nine and four. Take a deep breath and realize that, you know, most of the thing. most of the problems we're having is we can't let the SOL in our brains go away. And yeah, I mean, as it sits right now, does it look like we're going to win? Um, are we going to, you know, does it look like we're going to win a playoff game? Probably not. But you know what? Things are fluid. Things change. Let the S.O.L. go for Christ's sakes and like and subscribe for God's sakes. <laughs> and um and just. And OK, do I want to see, you know, more out of Ben Johnson not taking quarters off? of doing anything creative. And when he does something creative, it's just like essentially too cute. Sure. Uh, do I want to see a G go back to where we were at in week five, as far as the aggressiveness of the defense? Well, we kind of got that today. And so, okay. So we're developing, I mean, things are working out. Do we want to see things change? Yes, we do, but let the S O L go and just. fucking roll with it, man. We're nine and four. Yep. When's the last Uh, time we were nine and four? uh, I mean, come on, just chill out. Let the season play out. I mean, just calm down. God, no, I'm not going to go pussy faced, bag of shit, Aaron Rodgers, and say relax. But just calm down. (laughs) C A L M, right? All right, (laughs) yeah. All right, all I got, guys. Thanks, thanks, brother. Appreciate you. Thanks. Give my best. I mean, I. I
0: I I agree. I agree with Jeff. <clears throat> I mean, we're at the point where we still are in control of our own destiny. We don't have to wait for other teams to lose for us to get into the playoffs. We just need to win the games in front of us. Yep. And uh, you know, I don't remember the last time that happened. Two thousand eleven was the last time we like waltzed into the playoff kind of. I don't even know yeah. if we waltzed into the playoffs then. Yeah. Um, you know, we, I think if we
1: go five hundred for the rest of the year. We waltz into the playoffs, really.
0: Yeah, if we get to 11 wins, I think we waltz in. Yeah, it, it's At this point, I think what a lot of fans are upset about is the possibility of maybe not having a home playoff game, which, to be honest, whatever. I think, you know, I, I saw it uh, in chat a little bit ago. You know, I am of the mind that this team is not where... They are if that makes any sense, yeah, like like they're they're playing better football than I think their talent is, I think we're a year early, I think that we're playing above you know we're punching above our weight class right now, slightly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know it's hard for me to be too upset, <laughs> <laughs> make the playoffs, and I'm happy, I don't it doesn't need to be a home playoff game, even though that would be pretty sweet,
1: there you go. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much of you do you drink? Should you drink? Should we all stop drinking?
0: Hey, it's
6: Michelle.
1: Michelle, how you doing?
6: Good. It's been since what? I want to know, do you think, what is it going to take for us to be more consistent? Like, how can we show up at a game one week
7: and we're looking all hot and the next week we're looking like garbage? Like, what do we got to do to bridge that gap?
0: Uh, more talent, I think is the, the Lions have, have talent, but they, they're, they just don't have any elite talent. I don't like, you could say Hutch is almost there, but you know, he, he went, I think they talked about during the game, 400 some snaps without a sack, you know, like that's kind of crazy. Like the Lions just need something, you know, even, and I think that they were hoping that Jamison Williams was going to step up this year and really be that threat, that, you know, game-changing guy, and he hasn't been that yet. Um, And on defense, you know, we have Hutch and Brian Branch has kind of had flashes, and Alex Anzalone has kind of had flashes, but none of those guys will win you a game. It's it's like, uh, you know, and Dan Campbell kind of alluded to it, I think, things kind of need to go the way the Lions need them to go for things to be smooth. You know, they're a tempo offense. You know, things need to be on time. Things need to be in place. I think that it's hard to be super consistent in the league when you need that many things to to go your favor. Michelle?
6: Yeah. I I
7: think all the pieces haven't just come together yet. I mean, I think they have a lot of potential. And I mean, obviously, like injuries don't help, you know, shitty yeah. days don't help. But, you know, I think they could get there for sure.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think and theoretically, you know, we'll get we'll get more people back. James Houston still has to come back. There's been rumblings of CJ coming back. I mean, those are pieces that do make it do make a difference.
1: And that's 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 the big hope for this team, I think, is the the returning players, the injury, the injury returns Houston. Like I I, especially talking to Dr. Liao, I think from the right side is where he's going to live. I don't think he's, his ankle is going to be able to, especially maybe later as playoffs go on the rehab and work can get him to build up the strength, but I wouldn't do anything with him, but keep him on the right side and let him work that side, but that's okay. Cause then you can put Hutch a little bit inside on a stunt or outside and work him a little bit. And and, and you got some, some action going on on the, on the defensive there, side there. It's, it's all about pressure for this defense. And that's why I think AG has looked so bad is because they haven't been able to get the pressure they need. And they've been shy that, that one guy, um, and, and uh, god i, I want to say i want to stick with it here the defense has <laughs> been the problem for this team because everything has been on the shoulders of the offense even early in this game the defense couldn't stop them they, they marched down the field two possessions in a row. yes the the offense didn't uh, didn't do anything in the first possession yeah, that happened. Second quarter, they found they found themselves and they and they started grinding. That happens, right? No offense, unless you're playing the Lions, is able to score every single possession. Um, but the defense has had had trouble getting stops. Has had trouble stopping. How many times we had fields in our hands today, and he escaped? You know what I mean? And and or the yeah. the, the 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 nifty little throws that he was able to get off. Uh, those are maddening. God, I wish I I want a quarterback that could do that so bad.
6: Um <laughs> You but, like covered in butter. Uh,
1: it was crazy. So yeah, I think I think the consistency will come with a drop in injuries or a rise in depth. Those those are really the two things. Um we're doing some pretty awesome things schematically. Um I think just a ta- from a talent perspective, the team isn't there. We were, it was just over a, a a week and a year, two years and a week ago that we got our first win in Minnesota. I think Andy will remember that game. Um, sure do. <laughs> there's pictures and video. Um, I might have said something to Minnesota fans there that just in the moment. Um, but we had got, we'd lost like nine games in a row. We're two years in having turned around an NFL roster from garbage to where we are now. And Andy said, you said something, Andy, before the show, and I think you alluded to it a little during the show, that the team is still ahead of schedule, but people's expectations surged because how far they surged ahead of schedule early in the year like people's beliefs got a little bit stretched beyond maybe where the team is. I'm still landing on this space that this team needs to win a playoff game this year. And I know, I mean, that's, it's a little bit of a stretch goal. They have to make the playoffs. There's there's no question they have to make it. And, 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 but if they can walk away with a win in the playoffs this year, this, that would make this 110% a successful season. I would I would yes. I would have to retrospectively look back in the moment. I think we're Super Bowl. We could do it. We could take the first the number one seat today makes it really, really hard to even think about the number one seed in the NFC anymore. It, it, that's that's probably a wash. But a playoff win for this team is definitely ahead of schedule and definitely is a successful season and checks all the boxes for the growth and the trajectory of where we are. That makes next year a hell of a lot harder. But that's where I want it to be. I want us to have those hard sets of boxes that we have to check because that means you're a damn good team.
0: Yep. And a lot of people, you know, were complaining that we didn't make any moves this free agency period, not any, you know, real big ones. And I think that they probably didn't because the you know, they know that they're <laughs> ahead of schedule. <laughs> I think that this offseason will be telling. Yeah. I think this off season that's when we'll know it, where the brass thinks this team is.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh god, I've never seen a mouthful of dicks like Brandon Katz. I, I didn't know I didn't know that many could fit in one person's mouth. That's crazy. Um okay. <laughs> Sorry, just looking at the chat. If we,
6: can beat, if we can beat the Packers, I would consider that a plus.
1: Yes. Oh my god, if we meet the Packers in the playoffs <laughs> and beat them? Oh, Michelle.
6: Yes, fuck the Packers.
1: <laughs> I say that
6: because I live with them all around me, so yes,
1: <laughs> oh my God, uh Michelle, is there anyone we shouldn't be listening to? what Is there anybody we shouldn't be listening to? Is there anybody out there saying things we shouldn't be listening to?
6: Ah uh, who, who cares? welcome
1: yeah, that's right, okay, good stuff, good stuff
6: uh, all right yeah, you, you just stay positive
7: and you know. We'll be on that
1: track. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you, Michelle. Have a good one.
7: Thanks.
1: All right. Bye. Thank you. All right. Another call in here really quick. Uh, hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink so far?
8: Hey, Chris, it's Reed from Lakeland again. And uh, Kelly, the wife and I drank too much on Friday, so we're not drinking today.
1: Oh, okay. I'll, I'll work on it for you. I'm I'm working on the last of my rum runner here, but I'm I'm here to support the team. Uh,
8: you know, maybe we should just come over to you and get those rum runners and uh, <laughs> Jesus.
1: I have to. I, I maybe I'm gonna have to make a uh, a tub of them and have a party. That's really what I have to do. man well, <laughs> we would love you to come know? to a party hosted
8: by Mister and Mrs. DLP. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man, what do you got for us, Ray?
8: Well, you know, unfortunately, we're calling on a very sad day. Uh, I'm sure you're getting the rain out there right now and the lightning. And it's such a sad day, I couldn't even cut out of that game early to go play some golf, unfortunately. Um, got new golf shoes and everything, and that's a bummer. (laughs) But, you know, obviously, there's a ton of chatter going on right now with the Lions, and it's always catastrophic when we lose, especially when we lose divisions. And, you know, I, for one, am bummed, but I think that, in doing my best to keep my head up and, uh, think about the future. Um, I'm really excited for this off season. You know, the more I think about the free agents available and the, the prospect of Brad Holmes getting to improve a good team. And I think, uh, that's something that maybe, I mean, definitely same old Lions fans aren't used to, right? So there's, there's a transition there where we're learning to improve good. And I would love for, many years of just being baseline good with the opportunity to get to great. And that kind of brings on my next question that I wanted to have you guys kind of answer is are we at a point where we should start really paying attention to maybe a Hendon Hooker versus Garrett Goff competition and training camp, right? Because we're in a very, I would say, rare opportunity where we have a good starting level quarterback, which is already better than most of the league, but we have an opportunity to get someone who maybe has more capabilities in terms of a little more mobility, a little more arm strength. He can maybe take advantage of those throws that Goff was not able to do today and very clearly not able to do. So what are your guys' thoughts on that going forward?
0: Go ahead, uh, Andy. I'm going to let you yeah, go man, first. It's, it's, I gotta... it's, yeah, it's, it's hard. I think, you know, this coaching staff is never going to just rest on a player being the best guy out there if hutchinson comes in next year and has a horrific training camp he's not going to start that's what this you know that's what this coaching staff has kind of proven and we've seen that when they start playing undrafted guys that have outplayed the guys that were drafted you know they just kind of do that so i think if if hendon comes in and is a world beater during practice during preseason i think it will be hard for the lions to ignore that But at the same time, I think if all things are the same, if, if Hendon hookers graded a 85 and Jared Goff's an 85, you you just got to go with Goff. And, you know, there's some things that, you know, we're not sure about, would it be nice to have a slightly more mobile quarterback, somebody who has a more a larger propensity to throw downfield more so than Jared Goff? Yeah, maybe, but also we don't know. There's all those little intangibles that Jared Goff brings that, I think don't get brought up enough, like his checks into run game and his, you know, you know, why is it that every team he's ever been on has had a fantastic rushing attack? (laughs) You know, is it, is it uh, maybe a little bit him? Maybe, Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say, but I I have faith in this staff that they're going to put the best people out there. I guess I'd leave it at that.
1: Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to say that, Last week, Jared Goff stood in a pocket around a collapsing offensive line and looked like a freaking superhero, and everybody seems to have forgotten that. Yeah, he did. Everybody seems to have just cast that aside because 10 minutes ago, oh my God, Jared Goff did. And I think there's something that people really, really miss uh, as far as kind of longitudinal data. Right. It's very much freak out in the moment and forget about the trajectory and the longer, longer term information. I like Hendon Hooker a lot. A- Andy, you met him with us. We were at San oh, Senior Bull. Rest our freaking oh. interviews. Um, spoke with him. He's such a good cat. I am so excited for what he can be. I'm in a weird spot where next year. Especially with Ben Johnson and the creative chemistry that he does, what about a Taysom kind of you know the Taysom and Drew Brees thing, right? I think Drew Brees played with Taysom. Do it or Derek Carr, whatever. But do but do a Hooker Goff kind of mix, kind of put put Hendon in, get him a couple of plays during because he's a completely different quarterback that gives you a completely different look that can scramble some eggs. I don't th- like people talk about, Oh, well you got to give a running back the ball because then he gets his groove and then he gets, I'm not seeing that with Montgomery. I'm not seeing that with Gibbs. They can just go out there and they can do their thing. They don't need 15 carries in order to be able to start finding their groove to be able to make some plays, right? No, they can just run the ball when they run the ball, when they get their call. I'm really kind of, this is always the, the two quarterback system has really intrigued me. And with hooker, it gives you a real interesting twist because you have two completely different quarterbacks who both have great arms, who both can deliver the ball, but who both play completely different styles of football, but that are complementary enough where the over where you don't know what the fuck you're looking at if you're a defense. I'm, I don't, I don't. I'm not saying that's the future. I just think it's really interesting, and and if anything, right? If you remember the days, and I'm, I'm going to be old here but Priest Holmes, especially, Mm -hmm. you had one running back. You had a single (laughs) running back, and it had to be Priest Holmes that ran the league, end of story. Today, running backs don't fucking matter. Get them in the fifth round, get them somewhere. They're cheap, they're easy, they're free. They've been completely devalued in the course of a decade. I'm not saying it's going to happen with quarterbacks. I'm just saying, why couldn't it? And I think it's an interesting thought exercise and uh, to go through. So I like Hendon a lot. I really think he's a great quarterback. And and I think maybe part of this kind of whole concept that I've been talking about here, it's 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 tortured by the idea that I like him and Goff very much so for different reasons and the different capabilities they bring. Because I think either one of them could potentially bring a lot of success in Detroit. Does that make sense? It's a non-answer to an answer. Or an answer to yeah. that. <laughs> it's, a,
8: it's it's very like, uh, what's the word? It's a uh, very future rocking, uh, visionary type answer where you're bringing some things that are so, so game changing to potentially the overall game of football. But I just think you know. I think to a lot of the great quarterbacks who come in, and a lot of them have come in in situations where they were behind good, solid, starting level quarterbacks, got the opportunity to learn, and eventually they got that opportunity to kind of springboard. And I'm not saying that Hennon Hooker is necessarily that solid quarterback, but you think to Tom Brady being behind Bledsoe, you think back to Rogers being behind Favre, you think to, you know, Mahomes being behind Alex Smith. There's, Many parallels of great quarterbacks with great intangibles and measurables that come in, get the opportunity to learn and maybe not have their confidence shattered right out the gate. And then they, you know, they kind of get that starting opportunity and then you kind of run away with it. And that's maybe one of the greatest luxuries that any great team can ever get. And so I would just, I really would love, love for the Lions to basically set themselves up to a scenario like this where. You know, maybe we're looking at the future of the line through Hendon Hooker, and honestly, I would feel really bad for golf <laughs> more than anything. Yeah. But I guess who knows? And I and it's one of those things where we're going to look forward to the off season, and I can't wait for one to see what camp looks like and the competitions that go down, and let Brad Holmes, Chef Holmes, cook. And that's that's what I want to see the most.
1: Yeah. Yep appreciate it. All right, my man, we're going to let you go. Rock and roll. Have a good time. All right, man. We'll see you. You got
8: it. Love you. All right.
1: Love you, too, man. You feeling it, Andy? It's nice to be loved. Oh, my God. This guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. No one has more dicks in their mouth than Brandon Katz. You've heard it here. Not the first time. I mean, you've seen it. I mean, it's on Pornhub. It's on i mean it's on google really anywhere you look it's a mouthful of cox brandon (laughs) cats love the chat (laughs) oh man uh michelle cox i think golf is as good as his o-line that that's interesting
0: that's true that's That's
1: true but so yes check right yes and put my little fucking improv hat on uh yes and it's true for most quarterbacks I don't know a good quarterback behind a bad line.
0: I mean, it's, I think people get it skewed a little bit because as of late, it seems like the best quarterbacks in the league are the ones that don't necessarily need their offensive line to be performing at top level. You have, you know, Lamar Jackson, you have, you know, Mahomes. I mean, Rogers for a long time was kind of like that where, almost flushing them out of the pocket is a detriment to your defense. <laughs> like you don't <laughs> want them to pop out, you know, like that's, it's bad, yeah. but yeah. I mean, I would say that golf is a little extra stationary, you know, compared to the quarterbacks of today, not to sound like a, you know, 1950s, uh, world's fair guy, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs>
1: Can you do the voice?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't practiced my transit Atlantic uh, in a while. So, uh, But no, I mean, yeah, he is. He's kind of a statue. You know, there was a couple sacks today where he stopped his drop and then he was sacked in that exact spot. Yeah. He didn't move. It was like, you know, oh, here they are. And he just kind of holds the ball and knows what's about to happen. You know, and he's gotten out a couple of times. Like, you know, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, uh, the end of the Saints game, you know, like what a crazy play by him. But that's not, that's not who he is by any stretch of the imagination. And I do think that, you know, well, you see it with the Lions every week, people that can run, you know, your Josh Allens, and they just make it so much harder on defenses to plan for you because it's unplanned stuff that gets you. What's, same thing what's, with Justin Fields.
1: What's the Bills record right now?
0: Yeah. (laughs) About to be seven and six, maybe. Okay. There you go.
1: Woo. Almost good.
0: (laughs) It's, it's, it's so, and and,
1: and then, you know, they didn't play the same teams at the same times. And it's, it's the NFL. You never have enough data to really, and that's part of the chaos, right? But you never have enough data to make a true evaluation. And that's why the Super Bowl is the ultimate accountable. uh, Who's the winner, right? Any week to week to week, you got to be the best team and uh every week there's going to be a team that should have been the best and they didn't that's mm-hmm. why gambling exists and why they make so much money oh so much money mm.
6: mm-hmm.
1: all right let's see uh give us a call 24878283842487828384 jump on the show with us we'll talk about this lions team let's let's talk a little bit andy we lost to the bears And uh, it's a division loss. We're not the best team in the NFL right now. Tell me, let's go this way. Tell me about how this team, what it's done right and why we should be happy to be Lions fans right now in 2023.
0: I think we should be happy because we're ahead of schedule. Honestly. You know, I, and, and we can talk about this till we're blue in the face about divisional games, but divisional games are always hard. It doesn't matter what the other team's record coming in is. It's that's that's a rough game. And honestly, the way that the Bears are kind of built, they're almost built to be us. Yeah, As weird as that sounds, you know, like their, their coverage, their linebackers are fantastic. There's, you know, kind of like how we were built to beat the Packers for a couple years there where it just seemed like the Packers had no answer for us. And it was like they would be look like a great, fantastic team versus other people, and then they would come in with Aaron Rodgers and not do anything. You know, it, it's, hard, uh, it's hard to say, but I think we can look forward to what's next, right? Whether that's the rest of the season or uh, once the season ends next year, I think that we're still building what we are. We're not trying to maintain a good team. We're still building one, so it's uh, you know it's a different, different effect than we've had the last couple of years. That's yeah. for sure.
1: I think to your point that the Bears are built to beat us. the 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 a additive point to that is the Lions are a really good team. Teams kind of prep differently when they play those kind of teams. It's like, what what was it? When we beat Arizona, what was it, two years ago? And they were Mm -hmm. the team. They were the team. And to beat them was such a big deal. Such a big deal. To beat the Lions right now is a really big deal for a team especially if it's a division win. Division wins are always that way. You know, it's just you just scrap your claw, you fight, and the division is is the division. But to beat we're not we're not the ones that are there to humiliate the other team. Like we did the Packers in the last year to keep them out of the playoffs. We went there as a division game, the underdog by everybody's everybody's account. We were not going to have a chance in that game. And we, and we didn't even get respect after the game. It was Aaron Rodgers walking out of the stadium. And it was, if ever, anyone remembers, we walked in and we blasted them. We blasted them Like Brandon Katz's mouth full of cocks. We blasted them. Um, it was crazy. And we walked out of there and it was a passing of the torch to where we became the team that other people want to beat. And we ran it early this year. We walked our way to the top. And now people say if we beat the Lions, that's our little spark. That's that's proof in what we're building, that's proof in our players, that's proof in what we have, that's you know, that that validates what we're doing. Everybody plans for a team like us. The idea of looking past a team is not a big deal, but the idea of beating that big team, knocking the big guy off the block is what it's all about. That's true. Uh, Zach Myers. I think the perception of the Bears is skewed by their terrible start uh, to the year, on and off the field. They are better than what they showed early. I think that's true too. I, I I think the NFC North is a really really good division, and it sucks. I would I would love to be in the AFC South. I mean that's 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 six wins, right? <laughs> six wins, and you get to flip the fifty percent of the others, and you're automatically in the playoffs with a number two seed.
0: Yeah, and I would say that the Bears, and this year in particular, actually, in the NFL, has been an interesting one where we've had a bunch of teams with really good defenses just you know, you don't win football games with defense. Maybe you win a championship with defense, but you don't win regular season games with it. You know, the Jets holding people. New England held three teams in a row to 10 points or less and didn't win a game. You know, like that's you know I think that's kind of where the bears were is that their their offense was was struggling, obviously fields went down. Baygent won two of their games for them, but uh, you know, I agree with you. I don't think that the bears are nearly as bad as we think, yeah. or thought.
1: Hey, caller. what's your name? How are you feeling today? Uh, I'm
0: not feeling too good. My
7: name is Tez Kalamazoo, but just calling in. I used to listen to your show because I, I work third shift on the weekend, so I'm on my way into work now. All right, all right. But I was just, and you know, watching the games. I just think like, and you know, we got so much talent offensively for us to score 13 points. You put any top five quarterback in our offense, just like how explosive. Like, I mean, we got Jamison Williams who barely get touches. Jameer Gibbs who barely get touches. I mean, t- today it was Demo who didn't get touches back in Chicago, which I was confused just like when you got that type of offense around golf it just at times I'm clueless to how we can't come out in the third quarter and score points, you know?
1: Yeah. That the third quarter is, is (laughs) Uh, the third quarter is our curse. I don't know what in the hell is going on, especially like today after we re we righted the ship in the second quarter. You go in, you get your orange slices, and you come out. And what the fuck happened? Like, where? What did you do? Like, did you guys forget how to run? Like, yeah. I, oh man, I don't know what happened there. That is the most astounding circumstance. Halftime, fuck them! Don't let them go in. Leave them on the field. <laughs> Make them do push-ups in the sideline in between in, in between the second and third quarter. I don't know, but the, the halftime is the worst thing that ever happened to this team this year. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, go ahead.
7: A lot of a lot of times when I when I'm watching, it's almost like I kind of question myself because I you know I gotta be up late. I'm like, do I just take a nap and set the alarm for the fourth quarter? Because I mean, by this point, it's not even a trend for a couple weeks. It' been since week one almost. Like we come out and we we blank in the third quarter, and then here we come fighting in the fourth quarter in game.
1: Dude, I work first ship shit, and I want to take a nap. Go ahead, Andy. You had something to say, brother.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, you know, when you have a scheme like the Lions have offensively, it's almost the scheme that scores points more so than individual players. You know, like there's a reason why a fourth-round pick, Ross St. Brown, looks so good. There's a reason why Sam Laporta – I mean, all these guys are talented. I'm not saying that. But the scheme itself is kind of ran – the way that it is and I think in, unless they open it up more I don't know what the real problem is you know the third the third quarter stuff is insane you know they it's been brought up multiple times Ben Johnson has said you know, we are very aware of it and we're trying to do things today Dan Campbell said yeah we've done a bunch of different stuff and it just like doesn't seem to matter so I don't know what that is like maybe a curse Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. It's, 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 it's something that's impacting this team. And, you know, I'm, I'm with you that Goff is frustrating because he doesn't always elevate the team. And I would right. say that today he, he didn't really elevate anybody. And, you know, it, like, it was talked about in the presser as well that, you know, I think it was five catches on 14 attempts for Laporta and St. Brown. Like St. Brown had one catch. Like that's that's crazy. That's crazy. I just I don't know how yeah. that would e- how that even happens. <laughs> it's it's I, it's. I thought we came
7: out in the first half and ran the ball pretty efficiently. You know, it wasn't like they just stomped us in the first half. I thought last time we played them, they kind of stomped us in the first half. But I also feel like a lot last year what helped our offense go was our play action passing even to start of the year. I just feel like the play action, our our play pass is not as good as it was in the past. So I don't know if they need to do a little bit better with the design of that. I don't don't know what it is, but it is kind of frustrating to watch. You know, we got a talented offense and we only put up 13 points. I mean, Chicago defense is good. Don't get me wrong, but still, we put up 27 on them last time.
1: We should have beat this Chicago team. No question about it. I mean, they're good, but we should have beat them. The Lions are the better team and there's something wrong that we didn't beat them.
0: I don't even see man. that in Dan well, Campbell's press you. conference.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, I'll let somebody else get on here. Thank you for the call.
1: Yeah, have a good night at work, man.
0: Thank you, sir. I appreciate it.
1: All right, you too. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Love my third shifters, man. Those guys, those those guys keep shit moving. I don't care what anyone says. Third shift is the shift. Um, I'm in rot today. My man couldn't hold on to a ball, but we didn't get it to him till it was everything. Like cannon shots that he had to catch. <laughs> I I don't know. So the last two weeks with Amon Ra haven't been right. Something's been out of out of sync. There's been a gear that's been out of out of. Yeah,
0: I don't. I don't. I was thinking that to myself too. Actually, is that you know, like he's not seeing the amount of targets that he should see. So I don't know if you know, and I'll have to go back and rewatch. But I don't know if he's just not getting open enough for golf to throw him the football if they're kind of scheming away from him, because they know that teams are focusing on him. Uh, I don't know. You know, the, the two drops he had, if you even want to call them drops were, you know, the one he got smoked in the back and then the other one was low, but uh, he catches those normally. I like it. It almost feels like a detriment to him that he's so good at catching those kind of balls that when he doesn't, we're like, ah, you know, you you suck. But (laughs) in reality, like most players don't catch those balls. So it's, yeah. But it, it is concerning the way that the offense looked today. The game plan, like the running attack looked fine. I think the running attack was perfectly on par with where it needed to be. But, you know, they talked about we had 120-yard play to Josh Reynolds late in the game. You know, they weren't looking downfield at all. Um they weren't putting any pressure on the Bears to back up, to play deeper, to open up the under under stuff, the middle stuff. There was, well, you know, and I think
1: that so. There's a couple Montez Sweat that's signing. I, the Bears, I, I, so I laughed at them for signing him for the amount that they traded and paid for him. But they have so much capital to the first two round pick, the first two picks, the first round or whatever. They <laughs> have everything sitting there in their hands. It was nothing for them to get him, and, and he was a hell of an ad. I mean, God, he was a hell of an ad. What a it was in, in, in retrospect in, in the scheme of where they were and what they had. Really, really good move. And then the pressure they generated, which is what we're not doing. Uh, you can't throw the ball long. You don't have the time with the ball. You don't, you can't you can't get those mid tier routes and, and it messes up our offense. So that makes the run game all you have. And then our run game was middle in today. But all you need is three downs where you don't get 10 yards, and that's it. right? And that's, that's the end of your game. Um, Goff, something about his ball he's throwing. There has not been a pretty spiral out of his hand in 146 days. I don't know. I made that number up, But I have not seen. It's all wild, crazy. I don't know what's going on. It's different. Oh, yeah, happened. he was
0: wearing gloves today. That's yeah. weird.
1: But even no. before that, like last week and when he wasn't wearing gloves, he's not, his balls are, the. the he's, he, <laughs> dang it, I'm too, that's myself that. being too. He throws, it's it's just not what you want to see coming coming up. Let's put it that way. And then I, I, I got to say, J-Mo, J-Mo was awesome in that run last week. And when he hit the jets and he started flying, he Lou, it was, he was shot out of a cannon, man, like a, like a railgun launch. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. boom. But every long ball, including the one he caught in, in Tampa, anything that's over the shoulder, he can't locate it. He's over both shoulders trying to find it. And I don't know why. I don't know why he can't find a ball, but there's something about the fact that throwing long balls at JMO is not, it's a low percentage play generally. It's not what you got to do with him. That connection doesn't seem to be there. I I think crossers to JMO is the way to fly. Build the confidence, get him, get him. And, and then he's moving and he's rolling and he's going, right? Put some sticks and some longer and some posts out there for, for Amon Ra. I don't know. I don't understand it because the JMO thing isn't working. He's got a lot of talent. He's got all the things, but something isn't right. And those Long balls is just his head's on a on a swivel. Blah 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 blah. Can't locate it. It's just it's it's. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't even. I know. mean, it
0: happened. It happened again today with uh, the ball that was tossed his way when Jared like had a dude right in his face and it was underthrown. But yeah, if Jamo locates that ball, it, he had plenty of time to slow down, stop, draw pass interference, yeah. try to go get that ball. That ball was in his area. Yeah, I don't know what the deal with that that is. We keep talking about all the problems that Jamison Williams has had that he never seemed to have before. He didn't have to drop season in college. He didn't have ball location problems in college. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where all this is coming from, but um, no, I agree. I think they, they just, they need to get him more involved in it. The fact that they're not getting him more crossers and not getting him more stuff either speaks that Goff doesn't, fully trust him or you know i don't know but the
1: underthrown ball is the bread and butter of the fast receiver because it's pi all day yep all day but when you're doing this you're not getting pi you're like you just you just don't know like you you you, you look like a lost puppy out there and that's uh, man there's something It's it's there's something crazy something crazy yeah All right. <sighs> that's that okay go ahead sorry I was
0: uh, I didn't have anything else to say all right all right
1: <laughs> all right well we lost to the Bears we split with them this year we're two and two in the division we have one team in the division left to play the Minnesota Vikings they don't have a quarterback they're an interesting team it should be fun
0: um we could play them three times in four weeks we could we could. I can't believe the NFL did that I can.
1: They knew it. It's look at the script. It's perfect, right? Yeah, I
0: guess that's true. That's fair.
1: That's fair. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Um, yeah, Jerry was tore up today. I don't know why no one says Cam Sutton was tore up because he was tore up too. If you look across the PFF grades on our our defense, our secondary is tore up. but They're tore up because our line isn't getting pressure and sacks. It's it's all these things are.
0: Yeah. And on the, on the touchdown that Jerry gave up, it's, you know, nobody seemed ready. The safety wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. I think that, you know, everybody, but Hutch knew that they were just going to try to draw him off sides there. And, um, you know, we're kind of slow rolling that. So when Hutch went a little early, I think, you know, got everybody a little off, but yeah, I mean, it 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 happens, and you know, like Chris, like you said, I think the biggest need for this team going into next off season is they have to get guys that can get pressure. They yep. have to. Yep. They need yep. they need a pass rushing defensive tackle. They they need, really need anybody. You know, they brought Bruce Irvin in. He looked good last week. Um, you know, got injured or whatever happened. Uh but uh, they need it. They need it so bad. Aaron Glenn's defense does not function without a pass rush. Yep. It just doesn't. Yeah.
1: It's. That's so if we think about, I mean, if I were to sit here right now and, and talk about the draft next year, I could pick more players than we have picks that we need. Yep. Yeah. I mean, honestly,
0: we need, yeah, we need two defensive tackles. We need another defensive end. We need, um, Wide receiver, God, wide receiver, we, offensive line, hey, uh, who really needs <laughs> offensive line?
1: Um, I mean, and and so say your first poor picks. Like, what are your top four positions in need?
0: Yeah, it's 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 hard <sighs> to say. Like generally speaking, the Lions' offensive line hasn't been as beat up as it has been this year. You know, like obviously we lost Vitai last year early, but you know to have two guys down is so hard. It's so hard, especially the way the Lions play football. Yep. Other teams can get away with subpar O line play because of the way that their offense functions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not the Lions; they need them. Yeah. <laughs> they need them. Yeah. They're the they're the linchpin. Don what Burr,
1: do we know they support support Jerry on their show, but man, that guy needs to be the third DB. Cool, Don. Who you put number two? You got a roster. Work with it. What do you got? <laughs> It's a, this is the oh well, I didn't say that right. There's there's yeah, nobody. No. There's nobody.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mosley was supposed to be that guy. Yeah, I think exactly. and you know, Rotate in and out. You know, I. It's, it's bad. Yeah, the Lions need cornerback help. They need safety help. You could argue. Yeah. It's, you know Tracy Walker hasn't looked that good. He got basically benched today. So so
1: let me ask you this now. If we're going to start ta- and we will, because we're getting into the draft and we'll start getting into senior bowl, which is where it really hits. You know, it's so good, man. It's so juicy when we get there. Um Positions, the positions of need for this team. Right. And you see so many. Do you now start saying, well, shit, maybe the scheme isn't that bad and it is truly a, a talent issue that's that's a conversation yeah. yet to be had right that's that's one that's teed up and one we probably need to start having here in the next couple of weeks as this this uh season finds its denouement but <laughs> as we as we get there that's something we have to start talking about because you have this many positions of need this many picks available and is it a scheme? Is it the the talent? And how do you fill those holes to get to either meet your scheme or change your scheme to meet the talent you have? That's that's the triangulation that's so fun in the offseason. Yep. All right. <sighs>
0: <laughs> I never feel clean be- after the Bears beat us.
1: I thought we were going to win a Super Bowl. Damn it doesn't mean we can't There's still
0: time there's still time chris nine
1: and seven those giants did it darn it (laughs) did it darn it i did it darn it all right with that let's uh let's call it one of those things uh remember don't forget us on patreon patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast patreon.com little new thing wrinkle for folks who haven't heard it before um the ads folks on the audio side have said i really if there's a way that i can get away from the the uh the ads I, i i and, and and I, I got a props and love to the folks that understand, like we pay everybody who does stuff here in one way or another. Um, those ads are there to help pay for the people doing the work. Um, you can get an ad free feed on Patreon. We're going to do it at $10 a month on Patreon soon, next week or two. So if you're really out on those ads, do the $10 a month. You get there, you get the, you get the Slack you get ad-free feeds and all the audio stuff and all that. So you can, you can roll that. That's coming, like I said, very, very shortly. Uh, but 5 bucks a month gets you access to the Slack, the most intelligent Lions chat on the Internet, uh, 413 smart people, and it used to be four dumb ones. One just got kicked today. We're down to three dumb ones. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at DETLionsPodcast, DET podcast. the best place to be, pants-free and hanging out with us. Also, Sandman. 7773 the only place you're going to find slow lights which are the very best way to find out if your defensive line or your offensive line is up uh, snuff i've never learned more about line play than i did watching slow lights from sam and i actually watch go back and watch them before we go to senior bowl just to mm-hmm. kind of refresh what i'm looking at and get ready for when we sit there in the pit and watch what's going on Andy. it's it's you you do a service to folks it's good stuff Thank uh, you, sir. Give us a call on Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 248-782-8384, rub you, fug Also, be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can bounce into your ears automatically. And thank you for tuning in to the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, we'll see you next time on the this thing. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, because we're Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. It's a show. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you.
6: Final seconds winding down and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time, pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over.
3: You've had enough of that shit.